Well, hello, my people. Uh, thank you for listening to the Film Survivor Podcast. I am your host, Tom Santilli, and I am just super excited right now. We have so much to go through, so much to get to, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, checking this podcast out, and hopefully you stick with us uh, throughout the rest of the season and throughout the rest of the year. Uh, so here's what's going to go on. Uh, for those uninitiated, you know, this is kind of a jumping on point sometimes, so I'm going to kind of treat the beginning of this podcast as kind of like a new introduction. Uh, so again, I am Tom Santilli. I, I'm a film critic, and I also uh, cover the show Survivor. This podcast is all about uh, movies, and it's all about Survivor, and uh, those are my two kind of uh, passions, I guess you could say. I've always been a movie buff, um, you know, since I've been a little kid. Never quite made it to Hollywood as I had envisioned when I was a five-year-old uh, little kid running around uh, watching Al Pacino movies, probably way too young. But uh, from there, uh, you know, I also am a huge Survivor fan. I remember when Survivor debuted in the summer of uh, 2000. It's hard to believe. And uh, now here we are 36 seasons later, and uh, I'm still a huge fan. I've been covering the show professionally since season 20, Heroes vs. Villains. So I'm, I'm fast approaching that point where I've been covering the show more than I haven't been covering the show. So that's pretty interesting. But, you know, uh, it's kind of a weird mashup. You know, people are like, you know, what's uh, what's up with it being Survivor? Or I'm not really into Survivor, but I like movies or, you know, vice versa. We're going to, I'm going to kind of experiment with the format of this podcast moving forward. Um, you know, we again, we've been, this thing's been around for a couple years now. But uh, usually during the Survivor season is when it kind of picks up the most steam. But this week is unique in that there's two huge events going on. Uh, we have the Oscars uh, that are coming out. You know, this Sunday, uh, March 4th, is the 90th Annual Academy Awards. So it's a big week uh, leading up to the Oscars, you know, the biggest event in the movie industry, of course. And then you have uh, Survivor Season 36, Survivor Ghost Island, uh, premieres Wednesday. As I'm doing this podcast right now, it is uh, Tuesday, so tomorrow is the premiere of Survivor Ghost Island. It's a two-hour premiere, uh, and there's been a lot of hype, lots of stuff going on with that. It seems like, I don't know if I ever remember a season that seems like it's had this much pre-press. You know, there's been just a flood of interviews and articles. I don't know if that's compensating for the fact that this might not be a great season, or if it's just like, you know, it's that good of a season where they want to hype the hell out of it. So, We'll kind of get into that, but what we're going to do, because there's so much going on here, is, uh, you know, I'm going to experiment a little bit by maybe splitting this podcast up. So, you know, we're going to have, instead of jamming and doing one huge podcast that has all kinds of movie stuff in it and all kinds of Survivor stuff, I might kind of start separating that out a little bit and having more, you know, movie-centric podcasts, uh, maybe that we mention Survivor a little bit in, but it's kind of more about the movies and then the reverse of that is, you know, we'll do some Survivor podcasts, of course, where we don't really talk that much about movies. And that way, you know, if you have a, f- if you know, if you're a bigger fan of the movie stuff, you can just listen to those podcasts without having to sift through all the Survivor stuff, and vice versa. Uh, that being said, if you haven't watched Survivor in quite a while, I urge you to. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you must have some kind of interest in in myself or in movies or in Survivor. So if you're on the more of that movie spectrum and you haven't watched Survivor in quite a long time, or you're like most of the general public who who's like, is that show still on? 
season 36 uh what you know so if that if that's your mentality tune in check it out what's gonna hurt you watch one hour you dvr it if you don't like it you know you don't have to watch it fine but for me it's very addictive it's still the best reality competition show on tv and uh nothing nobody's gonna change my mind on that so what we're gonna do today though so again as i mentioned you know we're gonna have the premiere survivors tomorrow but on the podcast today, uh, I'm going to be talking more about uh, the Oscars. This is more going to be like an Oscar uh, preview. Uh, I'm going to be joined in a little bit uh, by Ruth Daniels, who who is a big uh, personality and uh, figure in the Detroit area. She uh, runs the Maple Theater and uh, the Riviera Theaters uh, here in the Detroit area. Uh, the Maple Theater is one of the most unique theaters, I think, in the country, but definitely in this area. And uh, I'm going to talk to Ruth. They have, uh, they always have some events going on there, but they have a big Oscar event coming up this Sunday. And uh, we're going to talk with her. We're going to maybe chat about the Oscars a little bit, maybe talk about some of our picks um, and those kinds of things on this particular podcast. There will then be a second podcast this week on Thursday, and you can really expect uh, at least one podcast from me every Thursday, at least, and then occasionally additional podcasts. But this podcast will be uh, on Thursday is going to um, be Survivor. It's going to be the, you know, we're going to have gotten through the premiere. Uh, and so it'll be me recapping the show and also uh, me interviewing uh, my exclusive one-on-one exit interviews with the cast of Survivor as they are voted off. So I will have that exit interview for you on Thursday. Of course, my written stuff for those who are following uh, you can, you know, I'm the movie critic for access.com. Uh, you can find all my stuff the easiest way. Cause they give me like a weird link and it's got numbers and a bunch of jumbled stuff in it. So I, I found that the best way to find my content, if you, if you will, is to just go to my website. It's tomsantilly.com. If you go there, you can click on survivor, you can click on the movies and then it'll kind of get you to the right area. You can also try just Googling. What I found works really well is if you just type into Google, my name, Tom Santilli, and then the name of a movie, most likely my review of that movie is going to pop up first. So uh, that's just some ways to find me, but you can definitely find my written reviews on Access. I'm also on uh, television. I'm on the weekly TV show in the Detroit area. It's called Critically Speaking on Fox 2 with host, of course, Lee Thomas. Uh, I'm joined there every week. I'm a guest of Lee Thomas's along with Adam Graham of the Detroit News and uh, that's been a lot of fun. It's a half-hour show. It airs every Friday at 6.30, and then again on Saturday at 9.30 in the morning. The show also, uh, critically speaking, also has a Facebook page. I, I, uh, I'm encouraging you to check out. The Facebook page uh, does post the full episodes uh, every Sunday, so even if you aren't in the Detroit area, you can check out the show on Facebook by liking the page, and again, that's critically speaking like his name, L-E-E, so it's like critic. L-E-E speaking. Get it? There you go. Um, so there's that. I also have more exciting news coming in the movie front, uh, but we'll get to that as it rolls along in the next month or so. I'll have some big uh, big news and some more announcements with my you know, ongoing movie career. Uh, that being said, that's uh, where you can find that. With Survivor, 
I write for realitytea.com. That's like tea the drink. Like so realitytea.com. It's a great reality website. Uh, they cover tons of different reality shows. So if you're a reality buff, you should be definitely on realitytea.com. Uh, they've been uh, kind enough to have me uh, on there covering their Survivor uh, for the last few seasons after uh, examiner.com went down the shitter uh, <laughs> in 2016. And uh, so, yeah, this is my, I think this is going to be my maybe fourth season now, possibly third. I don't know. Could be my fourth season with Reality T. But anyway, uh, every week at Reality T, you can find, um, you know, I'm going to I have a written recap that'll post usually went late Wednesday night or at, at the latest Thursday morning. And then, of course, uh, you can find the my exit interview uh, linking to the podcast uh, on Thursdays on Reality T. So. That's some places to check me out. Uh, Twitter, at Tom Santilli, is another good way to get my content. I, I'm usually sending that stuff out uh, through Twitter and on my Facebook page. There is a Film Survivor Podcast Facebook page, too, that you can check out and like, and uh, that way you'll be in the loop every time we uh, post a new podcast. We're on Podbean, and we're also on iTunes. So tell your friends about this. Send it around. And uh, let's get it going. I've been, you know, I'm not one of the big guys, you know, admittedly. I'm no Dalton Ross. I'm no, I'm no uh, Gordon Holmes. You know, I'm no uh, uh, Wiggler. <laughs> but uh, I've been around covering Survivor for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I've, I've just, I've been around the block a few times. And I know Survivor. I love Survivor. And this is a great place. I'd like to build a community here and just kind of get some things going uh, with people who love Survivor. And also people who love movies. So all of that being said... Uh, let's shift gears. I'm going to kind of leave Survivor in the rearview mirror. Again, podcast coming up Thursday that will be more on Survivor and the premiere. And uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to start talking about the Oscars. Again, they're Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be speaking in a minute with Ruth Daniels again of the Maple Theater. And uh, we're going to talk all kinds of stuff. You know, this is an interesting year for the Oscars. Uh, The whole backdrop of you know, the Me Too, you know, hashtag Me Too and the hashtag Time's Up movements uh, just was announced, you know, yesterday or the day before the Weinstein Company, uh, which once was kind of dominating Hollywood. Uh, they just filed for bankruptcy in, in the wake of all of the stuff that went on with Harvey Weinstein. So it's like a tumultuous time, you know, of our country. Is, there's, you know, politics has always been intermingled with entertainment and, and with, you know, these award shows. And uh, there, there's a lot of, you know tension and um, energy on both sides. So it's kind of an interesting time period. It's also interesting that you know Black Panther just came out and uh, is absolutely blowing away all expectations that people had for it, which I think is fantastic. And again, you know if you can find my review of Black Panther, uh, you can check it out online. But I love the movie. I thought it was the best thing Marvel's done in quite a while. And, you know, just... With that movie coming out on the eve, you know, kind of right before the Oscars, I think there's a lot of excitement just for the movie industry as a whole right now. It's a changing industry. There's a lot going on with Netflix and, you know, streaming services and the way, you know, films are being distributed. Uh, But, you know, it's just a lot going on. But people mainly, (laughs) I think the Oscars themselves are going to be looking to kind of wash their uh, hands of the debacle that occurred last year. Uh, with Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway announcing the wrong film, uh, being given the wrong envelope for Best Picture. Uh, I still think they were given the wrong envelope, to be honest, with Moonlight winning, taking nothing away from Moonlight. La La Land was a better movie, 
and it was probably the best movie in the last five years. So deserved to win, but I'm over that. I'm not, I'm not going to dwell on that. Uh, you know, but that's really what they're trying to get over. Uh, I'm sure we're going to hear some jokes and some poking uh, fun at themselves for their mistakes last year. Uh, Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel, is again the host this year. I thought he did a great job last year. It, it was kind of the right tone. Uh, he's laid back enough and quick enough to kind of you know be entertaining. So that's kind of the stage being set. Uh, as far as the movies go, you know, there's a lot of films. You know, it wasn't that kind of a dominant year for for movies, uh, but there are really two front runners that have kind of you know shaped up at this point. One of them is The Shape of Water, uh, Guillermo del Toro's movie about basically a creature from the Black Lagoon uh, who falls in love with a, a mute uh, cleaning lady, <laughs> to, to, to say it the right way. Um, and also three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, starring Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell. Those seem to be the two movies that have gotten like the most momentum through award season. But I would not count out uh, Get Out, which is the Jordan Peele movie. It's got a lot of support behind it. Uh, it has picked up a couple Best Picture awards here and there. That would be the real surprise, is if Get Out somehow could manage a win. You know, again, is it unlikely? I thought La La Land was an absolute lock last year, even though people loved Moonlight, and look what happened. So I would not be surprised if Get Out uh, ended up kind of scoring Best Picture. But what do you think? Uh, you guys, you know, you can find, uh, too, if you go to access.com, uh, I do have all of my, like, in-depth predictions uh, to kind of help you in your Oscar pools in all of the categories for the Oscars, uh, you know, down to the sound categories and all that. Uh, I'm not going to go through in great detail every single category right now, but, you know, right now, again, the, the, the main push is you're probably going to see Shape of Water, you're probably going to see Three Billboards, and um, there's other locks. You know, Gary Oldman is an absolute lock. He's he, he's not going to not win Best Picture. Or I'm sorry, Best Actor for The Darkest Hour. Uh, you know, Allison Janney is going to win for I, Tanya. That's a pretty solid lock, you know. So there's a lot of categories this year that are kind of just sure things. But we will have to see how it, uh, how it, how it unfolds. So, um... There's kind of the stage being set, and now I'm going to bring in Ruth. Let's talk to Ruth Daniels and uh, and talk more about Oscars and see what's going on uh, at the Maple Theater. One more thing I should mention, too, before we get started is that uh, we're actually giving away two tickets. Uh, there's a chance to win. If you're listening to this podcast, you have a chance to win two uh, tickets that the Maple Theater, uh, on behalf of the Maple Theater, that they are giving to listeners of this podcast uh, you're going to win two tickets to the Oscar party that's being held at the Maple Theater on Sunday for the Oscars. Uh, the tickets include a four-course meal dinner at the Maple and in also includes uh, popcorn and soft drinks during the show where you would then watch the, the red carpet as well as the Oscar ceremony itself on the big screen at the Maple Theater. Those tickets go for $40 a piece, so this is an $80 value. You're going to win two tickets. Here's how to win. What, here's what you got to do to win. Uh, during the podcast, Ruth is going to talk about the movie that she would have voted for for Best Picture for the Academy Awards this year. Uh, we, she talks about it a little bit at one point in the podcast, and at the very end, we kind of reiterate what it would be. Uh, so what you have to do, find out that movie that Ruth would vote for, for her pick for Best Picture at this year's Oscars. You're, you then have two options. Option number one, 
Go to our Facebook page, the Film Survivor Podcast, Film uh, Film Survivor Podcast Facebook page. Like the page, and then direct message me the name of the film. If you post it publicly, uh, you're going to be eliminated, and we're going to have to delete your post off of the uh, off of the wall. So um, the reason for that is we don't want people to be able to just go to the page and get the answer. So we want you to listen and then give me a private message. The other option you can do is go and follow me on Twitter. It's at Tom Santilli. That's T-O-M-S-A-N-T-I-L-L-I. Follow me on Twitter and then direct message me on Twitter with the answer there. Okay. So again, option one, like the Facebook page, send a private message or option two, follow me on Twitter send a private message. If you already like or follow the page, that's fine. Just private message me or direct message me. And uh, if you do both, that's even better. So do those things. The deadline for this, by the way, is going to be Thursday at night at midnight. So basically like, you know, Friday morning at midnight. Uh, Thursday night is the deadline to get your answers in. We will then contact you on Friday uh, if you are indeed the winner. And uh, we will get or make arrangements to get you those free tickets. So listen to the podcast, do all those things, rewind this if you need more details, <laughs> and uh, here then is my chat with Ruth. So Ruth Daniels, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me on the podcast here today. I'm so excited to finally do this with you, Tom. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is cool. We've been talking about uh, doing something like this for quite a while, and uh, I thought now was a perfect time just because with the Oscars coming up Sunday, and I know you got stuff going on uh, at the Maple Theater, uh, but yeah, like it's just uh, super cool to talk to you. I have a million questions. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I love Oscar time. It's like my Super Bowl. I'm sure it's like yours too. So, oh, absolutely, you know, the greatest time of the year. <laughs> so, why don't you start off and just tell people a little bit about um, yourself and about the Maple Theater and kind of you know what you what your what your role is there and what you what you're doing and what 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 is the Maple Theater for those that maybe have never even been there. Okay, well, Maple is my favorite theater ever, and I've worked with everybody. (laughs) I've been in this business more than half my life, and um, started out with AMC, and I moved uh, to different companies along the way, and, um, but luckily, I ended up having ownership in the Maple during the whole process. So now I'm one of the managing partners, and I do all the programming, the PR, um, and, um, advertising and um just uh, i have a lot of fun with the maple now because i get to do specialized programming and the maple has really changed too like in the in the old days i remember old for me the old days i should say you know growing up that it was the maple and like the main art theater were always like the two like independent little theaters that existed but the maple has kind of really like transformed in the last like several years like to have there's like the you know there's like the the cafe in there now then there's a full service like restaurant and you guys have really like made it like a you can you can have an entire night out like just at the maple yeah and it's a great thing in michigan especially because when you have one of those snowstorms you certainly <laughs> don't want to have to drive from place to place and park more than once so <laughs> it exactly. works out well for a, for an evening or an afternoon um but yeah it's funny the maple opened in the um late 70s mid to late 70s and i myself saw greece there six times when i was a kid so (laughs) i I have fond memories and and then to later i was a gm for amc which was early in my career um it's it's been my passion 
Um, the great thing about the Maple is it started out as a commercial theater, and then we started playing, well, it was before my time, the Sloans, who built it, mm-hmm. started playing some art and independent film there because of how back then you had film pockets, so every theater couldn't play every movie. Mm. And we were competing with the Pontiac Showcase, which had yeah. a ton of screens. And we were also stuck in another pocket with the Americana West and the Old Orchard. So Maple had trouble getting product. And that's how it started going independent and foreign and art. And it worked. Hmm. And it, what's really funny is the yuppies, that's what I call them, <laughs> were the people who really made the Maple what it is. And they're still coming today. It's, sure. That audience is still there today. So it, it's, um, and, and the best combination, though, is high-end commercial films. Mm-hmm independent and art films and foreign films. So, you know, it, it's never one thing. You're not going to ever see The Avengers there. <laughs> right. Which is a great movie. <laughs> or Wonder Woman. <laughs> but it's not you a maple movie. Yeah. There. yeah. But, yeah, it's not, it won't play well. Right. But we did play Inside Out, which isn't necessarily, is not uh, an art film, but when you think about it, for an animated feature, was, you know, pretty thought-provoking, sure. wasn't it? Yeah. And, <laughs> Had something to, you know. Is is there? Would you say that's interesting too? Like, it, would you say that there's kind of like a voice, like you know, w- when you're programming what films that would show at the Maple, uh, it, you know, what like is there something that you can boil down to know that it's like a Maple kind of movie or something that would disqualify it, or is it just kind of like a feel that you get, like when you kind of you know, see what the movie might be or what it's about? Well, you know, we don't always bat. A hundred on this because, mm-hmm. or a thousand, whatever the baseball thing is, <laughs> because I'm not a baseball person. But we don't, we, you know, we're not always perfect. And well, sometimes we think the perfect movie, in it, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. However, there are certain things that qualified as, and what we call maple crack, mm-hmm. <laughs> something with Meryl <laughs> Streep, <laughs> right. um, a period piece. Sure. Um, you know, look, you know what's so funny? Look at um, Gary Oldman mm-hmm. in Darkest, Darkest Hour. Hour playing Churchill. I swear that we also played Churchill mm-hmm. in the past couple months. With Brian we also Cox. played Dunkirk. I mean, if, yep. yeah. so if you think about all these, I mean, it's like those all work at the Maple. <laughs> you know, uh, Queen Victoria was there this year, right? With yep. uh, Judy Dutton. Victoria and Abdul, so, yep. Victoria and Abdul. Yep. Yeah, that was one of the best pictures this past year. Helen Marin's another real winner for us, you know? So there, there's certain people <laughs> in certain movies that really work. But then we can play it, well, she's not around anymore, a Nora Ephron or a Nancy Myers film, too, really well. Mm-hmm. We played The Intern, and it did really well. You know, um, some, you know, they, they we're competing with a lot of screens and a lot of different theaters with commercial products. Sure. We might not be at the top, but we're certainly up there. You know? Yeah, for sure, and you know, with you know, with a lot of um, th- th- that vibe too. I think that it, you know, in general, kind of, and you've been around enough to know this with with the industry. You know, movie theaters kind of continuously are trying to like find like an edge or something that can make them different or make it a better experience for the for the moviegoer. Um, you know, we've you know, in the past, in my lifetime, I've you know, we've seen you know the addition of you know reclining seats and. Uh, alcohol being served at the theater and, you know, you, you know, restaurants being, you know, built there. And pe- even like some, re- even some places have like food service to your seats where they bring you in your popcorn and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, what kind of things, you know, I know the maple, again, you know, you can go there, you can eat dinner, you can have a coffee. 
there's all other kinds of things that are kind of going on there. Um, how have you seen the movie? What are the biggest changes that you kind of feel have kind of gone on with the movie going experience uh, in your time in the industry? Well, what's interesting is, so I started again with AMC. Um, and with AMC, I was there when we started the Movie Watcher program, which was the loyalty program. Now everybody has one. Um, but it started back then. Um, I just want to point out when I was at the Maple, and this is the late 80s, early 90s, I put in a cappuccino machine before there was a Starbucks in town. <laughs> and we served, <laughs> so we always had specialty products. Mm-hmm. Um, we would sell Gail's chocolates. We would sell unsalted popcorn. We, we, went, we had bottled water back then, and nobody mm-hmm. had bottled water yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, um, we were definitely ahead of the game in, for a health-conscious audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, people who, who wanted something special. Um, so since then, of course, yes. Uh, pe- uh, well, first it went <clears throat> to more comfortable seats with cup holders. That yep. was the first thing that changed in town. Then we went to the rockers and stadium seating. Maple doesn't have stadium, just so you know, but mm-hmm. you went to a more comfortable rocker that, with seats. That, um, and when Star Southfield was built and I was there at that time, um, it was the busiest theater in the world for three years. Right. We did three million people in the first year. I mean, uh, the first in Fourth of July, we did twenty-two thousand people in one day. That's like a stadium. <laughs> it was crazy, and but it was the only one of its kind. And then as others uh, got the same kind of amenities, I mean, starts out it was like a movie museum, but <laughs> it, it wasn't quite that. But you know, the same type of amenities, the same seating, the same. You know, uh, I called it dinner theater at the time because huh. we had you know chicken tenders and all those things. Oh yeah, um, that was a huge event. I yeah. sorry, uh, Southfield, like I remember yeah. when it opened, it was a huge deal. And as a moviegoer, like I, I thought it was so cool. Like I think they had like a Johnny Rockets in the theater and I could get like a vanilla Coke and like take yeah. it into the movie. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes, it, it was. I mean, it, it was just, it was an enormous success. It, re- <laughs> it really was. And then, um, so like I said, everybody followed suit on that. And, and really AMC had started that with um, the Grand in Texas, which was the first Megaplex. So, you know, that was the first Megaplex in Michigan. And then, you know, after that, now we've seen, um, you know, we've seen little changes. Imagine started the bars again. There mm-hmm. used to be cocktails in theaters years ago, even before I was going to the movies. Okay. Um, but that had changed. And then Imagine had started it um, first with Search Run and then in Novi, when we opened Novi, um, that was a really big deal to have cocktails. Mm-hmm. And now everybody has cocktails. Mm-hmm. And then um, when we took over the maple, we also added the coffee shop, and then we added a kitchen. So you have all those things in this theater that's 40 years old that's been successful for all these years. Is still mm-hmm. <laughs> very, it's still very – it's vibrant and has a lot of things going on. But as far as movie theaters go, now the recliners have come in. Mm-hmm as well so which is uh, which is another thing and um and plus you've added imax screens the 3d yes um and what's old is new again too yep. because there was 3d long time ago <laughs> 3d has faded a little bit now again yep um i don't think people I, people love it i think for certain movies it's good yeah, you know? I, and I totally agree. So, is there been anything, like with all these positive changes, I guess you could say, like with it be, being more comfortable, and like you said, even the, the images themselves have been you know bigger and you know brighter and you know bigger sound systems, digital sound. Um, have there been any trends that you particularly like haven't been fond of or you don't like the way certain things are going? 
You know, I, I so <laughs> we have to go back in time because you have to understand, I was a kid who loved the movies mm-hmm. from the time I was a little girl. I've, I've always been a movie buff. I was going to be an actress. I was supposed to be on the screen <laughs> instead of in front of it. But sure. in a theater, and that's how I always used to tell it. And I've been in some independent film, so <laughs> not like I'm done. <laughs> but um, the thing is, is that movie theaters have definitely improved for comfort to the audience. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Um you know, what I I can't say that there's things that I don't like because I think they they have gotten better for the most part. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's it's tough on the the theater owner though and, at times because you know with all the competition and then the studios wanting things to go the OD faster. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is a tougher thing. And when it comes to investing in the movie theater, that's all our dollars. It's not their their dollars. Right. But without the movies that they're making, there would be no movie theater because there would be no reason to come. That's the dance, right? So, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I never believe that there will be the end of the movie theater. A lot of people predict this doomsday that, you know, there will not be movie theaters anymore because everybody's going to stay home because they all have beautiful home theaters and this mm-hmm. and that. And they can watch anything they want. But unless there's an apocalypse... <laughs> Um, Which, hey. People will want to leave the house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And this is still the least expensive form of entertainment. You know, when you think about it, and you can go to a movie theater, and really, even with your family, and and mostly parking's free in Michigan, <laughs> in most places. I, I mean, and you can just you can disappear for a couple hours in another world a fantasy or something else and take your troubles away and enjoy yourself and have a shared experience. And that's what, yeah, I mean, that's really what's kind of going away is that, yeah, that shared experience. Everything is so like, you know, um, you know, everything is so personal now and, and driven, like even like video games, like you could used to be able to get together and like everybody plays the video game together. Now everything's online. You're just like sitting on your couch, you know, talking to your cousin across the country. Um, with, with all of that that you mentioned, like VOD, <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's the technology is great, but yeah, you, you're kind of losing some of that social interaction, you know, um, that you get it when when right. you're watching a movie, you know, as a as a community. Uh, you mentioned like VOD though and stuff like you know like Netflix and these streaming services. Uh, what I think, what I wanted to ask you about that, what I thought was interesting was, you know, uh, really a lot of those streaming services is really uh, affecting the independent movie market. You know, e- even though the the studios are kind of driving like the model of how it's being done uh you know a lot of the independent movie movies kind of uh their distribution model is changing where you know it, they're, they're just kind of putting it online now maybe it has has the whole streaming trend affected you know the bottom line at theaters like the maple in terms of like the movies that you get there uh you know do you understand what i'm saying like just the distribution of independent yeah. film no i don't think so i'm going to tell you why so so when I early in my career, before the, I was at the Maple, I was at a discount house, a dollar house in Dearborn called yeah. Westbourne. And back then is when VHS got very popular. Mm-hmm. And um, what's funny is I was interviewed for the first time um, at then about video killing, VHS killing the movies. <laughs> and when they came in, they said that um, – uh, they were asking me, how, you know, I think that VHS is going to kill. The video store is going to kill the movies. And I said, absolutely not. I am playing Dirty Dancing <laughs> for the 13th week, and it is selling out on Saturday nights, and it's available at your local video store. 
Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't think so because it's the, that experience, again, mm-hmm. is different at the movies. So that was what then. They said TV was going to kill it originally. Don't mm-hmm. forget. Then comes DVD. Then comes, you know, and Blu-ray. And that, now comes VOD. Yeah. Um, what's great about the whole VOD experience, I, and again, I, as much as I'm a movie watcher and love movies, I watch them all the time. I watch them on Netflix. I watch them on Amazon. I watch them at the movies. Mm-hmm. I'll watch them again. I have cable. You know what I mean? I, I watch everything. Right. So, and I watch TV. So people who watch are going to keep watching. But what this does for the independent filmmaker is give them another format, another way to get their movie out there. I work with independent filmmakers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have for a long time because um, to try to make their dreams come true. What, what's their biggest dream is to get it on the big screen, mm-hmm. right? To your sure. movie, get a movie theater. But, um, I, you know, and I've helped them get into um, festivals and things like that. And, and so the, the thing is, if you can't get a regular distribution deal, you can get, you may be able to get a VOD deal. And, and that is something, and especially when you're starting out, and get your movie seen. And that's the whole idea behind it, right? You want people to see your movie. And if you can't do it in one way, you may be able to do it in another. As far as we go, we have played at the Maple some films that have been on VOD simultaneously. Mm -hmm. We don't make a practice of it, but we do it sometimes. And the thing is, is if it's not – what I think the studios have found is when they do release it simultaneously, it doesn't do better. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't work, right? Because what you, what they're doing, you're missing the whole platform, which in the old days the art houses and we still sometimes do get. Like I got the Darkest Hour for two weeks before anybody, else, mm-hmm. you know, and then it then it goes out, and we're, so we have huge grosses because we're the only ones playing it, right? Because it's in demand and it's only at one theater. Mm-hmm. But then when um, when it, it expands, you know, it's still doing well. Well, here it's the same thing. This is one, one way of them making money and putting the word out there in the movie theaters. And then that makes you want to own it later or watch it later, like Wonder Woman. Right. I've watched it twice on cable now. <laughs> uh-huh. but, but I saw it at the movies first, you know, because if it's good, you're going to watch it sure. again. Most well, people, right? Absolutely. And I got. I have one more movie theater question. I know I promised uh, we'd talk about the Oscars, but I, while while we were talking about movies, I just started okay. being fascinated <laughs> about the, the theater industry. <laughs> but um, the one question you know the, the common movie goer always has too is you know man the, uh, the candy and the stuff that I, the popcorn is so expensive at the movie theater. You know why why is can you explain to the, the to the normal movie goer Ruth uh, why a, a a large Coke or something is like. Twelve dollars at a movie theater. Is it helping the local uh, theater? Not that much, <laughs> but okay. <Yeah. laughs> is it helping the yeah. theater though when people buy at the theater? Because I always tell people to you're, you're investing in your local theaters by helping. You know, the concession is one of those areas that you uh, profit from, right? I mean, the, the local theater, the main big movies are getting. I guess explain to people how that works and how they, are they helping the theater or is it just overpriced stuff? <laughs> No, but well, first of all, I, I do also want, before I even go into our pricing, I sure. do want to point out, when you go to a baseball game, or you go to a concert, or you go to any venue or a play at the Fisher, we're doing, you know, the prices are probably even higher than they are at a movie theater. Yes. So, just, just think about it for a minute, <laughs> because, you know, that beer you get at Tiger, well, it's not Tiger Stadium anymore, America yeah. Park. Yes, 12 or, bucks. Yeah, or, bucks. you know, if, if you buy a hot dog at Ford Field, 
You that, know that five that five dollar the five dollar hot and ready is yeah eight dollars or nine dollars at the at the park. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So so it's again it's it's an entertainment uh, venue and and we have a captive audience. The, yes, but um, as far as the movie theater goes, the studio um, makes the most money on the movie. They they get the biggest share, the lion's share of of the movie revenue. The theater gets the lion's share of the concession. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you think about it. So, um, you know, yes, we do it to balance out because to pay for those seats, sure. to pay for the upgrades, mm-hmm. to make sure that we can offer you the best experience. And it, it is important that you do buy concessions if you're going to eat them in the theater, at the theater, because it, it does help us provide you with the best entertainment experience. And that's why and we try I, to provide you with good food. Yeah, that's what I was going to say so. too. The Maple, and that's what's cool about the Maple is it's not just like you go there in a, like a normal movie theater. You have a couple options, you know. And I know that most movie theaters are adding and adding and adding, but like there's a difference between getting like a chicken tender plate or getting like um, your guys's like Maple Burger. I had it was like one of the best burgers I ever had in my life. I think. I'm, and I'm not just yeah, plugging it because you. it's and on. You. Yeah, I'm not not because no, you're on the podcast, and but I it really appreciate was. that. <laughs> Well, we and we do try to. All of our food is fresh every day, and we try to serve good food. I mean, avocado toast. We do, you know, um, we have some gluten-free items. We we try to stay up with, you know, what people want and be able to offer something for everyone. That's our goal. And just like with popcorn, we have regular classic popcorn. So if you feel like it with with your regular butter from movies, you can get that. But we also have pop and olive, Mm -hmm. which is cooked in olive oil with uh, kosher salt, so it's a lot less salt, and it's um, it's a healthier choice because we all know oil is oil, <laughs> calories are calories, but olive oil is a little healthier choice than a vegetable oil. <laughs> um, we also offer real butter, you know, and and we, ha- we have all the Coke products, but we also, you know, have some other products for <laughs> you to drink. So there, there's lots of options. So I'm getting uh, I'm getting hungry talking about food. That we could go a whole podcast that in that direction. Um, <laughs> but let's uh, let's shift gears. So let's talk about the Oscars, though. So you know, um, you guys uh, first. I guess you mentioned the Oscars to you are kind of like your Super Bowl. So um, this year, are you excited? Uh, th- this batch of movies uh, is this a good year for the movies this past year, or or what? What do you? What's your overall take? Well, honestly, I I. I... Finally did see every Oscar-nominated film for Best Picture. Congratulations. And I liked them all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, being a critic, I don't always get to do that. I, You know, you miss some along the way. <laughs> sure. But I really can say that they, that I enjoyed them all. And I think there were some awesome um, performances. I, one of my favorites is, um, and I, I think I will say it right, Timothée Chalamet. That's yep. how it's supposed to be pronounced, <laughs> right? But let's call it Tim. <laughs> but, um, in Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know he was in Lady Bird as well, but in Call Me By Your Name, I just, he was such a good young actor. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. he probably won't win because it's Gary Oldman's year, but I, I was so impressed with that young man. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, I, I think there's some categories... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, sometimes with the Oscars, with the Academy, it seems like if you're a new actor, you almost have to, like, put in a good performance and get nominated before they'll actually consider, like, giving it to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, like now that Timothy yeah. Chalamet's <laughs> on the map, like, his next movie will be the one that he'll win for. Right, right, exactly. Because, or 
he won't win for years, and then they'll give him an honorary because that's what happens, too, to some very sure. fine actors, oh, as sure. we know, right? Absolutely. That always seem to be up against the wrong person. Exactly. And it, it, there's two, like, two categories this year that I really am totally lost on because, of course, I vote, <laughs> you know, myself on different contests. And, <laughs> um, but screenplay, um, I think it's the original screenplay mm-hmm. category, I think is one of the toughest categories. And the other one, I think it's really tough, is costumes. <laughs> and I know that sounds funny, okay. but some years there's nothing to be in costumes. There's two or three choices. This year, look at all these movies that you have, and I, I think there's a real competition. You know what I mean? So sure. it's, it's, you know, so I, I think it's a very interesting year. I, and there's a lot of art film in it, you know, of course, or what people would consider art. So, um, but, but I think they're all very good films. So costume design you mentioned, I think that's interesting. Uh, you mentioned earlier Victoria and Abdul. Is that your favorite movie of the year? Is that like the one movie that isn't uh, nominated? Yeah. yeah, It's not my favorite movie of the year, but before we came into Oscar season, before the fall, mm-hmm. I thought it was one of the best pictures. I, I, w- I said, I was trying to think of movies that were memorable this year because let's face it, 2017 will not go down as one of the best years in movies. Uh, no. <laughs> it, the box office was low. It was not, I mean, most movies, and it was, and I go to the movies every week, mm-hmm. pretty religiously, at least once, sometimes twice. And it's not just because I'm in the business, it's because I like movies. Mm-hmm. And I had weeks where there was nothing to see, and I just remember being so disappointed And at times. And then, and then you had, but Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was fabulous, and, <laughs> and Wonder Woman was fabulous, and Thor, Thor was great. You know what I mean? I, so you can see, I, I like a variety of films here, <laughs> but... And so they, they were some really great ones. So if, if you had to vote... I didn't see Black Panther yet, and I know it's 18. Oh, you so. haven't? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. I actually love Black <laughs> no, Panther. And uh, that's definitely a movie everybody needs to go see. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big, huge phenomenon. I, I, I've been really hard on comic book movies, too, because I used to collect, and my first job was actually in a comic book store. So I always get... I'm, huh? I'm like that nerdy you know comic book fan who <laughs> is nitpicking. Big Bang Theory guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I... Uh, <laughs> Just loved Black Panther. Like I, I thought it was great, and I thought it was it's deserving of all the hype it's getting for sure. Uh, wow. The uh, best picture race, though, if you had to cast your vote of those of the nine nominated films, who what what would you lean towards? Well, you know, now you're testing me here, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I can rewind. I can. You know, it's, it's a. Yeah, you want me to read I off? I think. Okay. Yeah, I got. We yeah, got, well, I, yeah. I got, okay. Call me by your name. We got Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. You got Dunkirk. You got Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and then three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay, so overall, let's see. I I think The Post is going to win. You think so? My opinion. I think the post is the movie that Oscars are made of. Do you know what I mean? The okay. good story, the good acting, the good, the great director. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those movies. It, it's however, well, it would be my pick, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because um, so, I Shape of Water was the last one I saw. Okay, and it was because it kind of looks like Swamp Thing or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like eh, I don't yeah. know. Sure. It was a beautiful movie. It was beautiful. I thought it was outstanding, you know, so it more so than I anticipated. Um, so I really liked it, you know, and mm-hmm. I liked, and I liked 
the the look of it and the I, I thought that was an excellent film. But Three Billboards was probably the first one that I thought would win because that one just surprised me altogether how enjoyable it is, even though it's not a nice story. Sure. But it, it's a great screenplay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm all over the board here. You can tell I am. I'm just everywhere. <laughs> well, that's so, kind of where the Academy is. I, f- I feel like there's not that one movie or the two movies. You know, like this year, like I think Shape of Water and Three Billboards are kind of like getting the most hype through award season right now. But uh, even I, th- I think Get Out even has an outside chance of winning because it, there's just so much like momentum behind it, and it, it has it's won a couple mm-hmm. smaller Best Picture awards. You know, um, it's always hard to predict. I mean, after last year with La La Land losing, um, I just give up on <laughs> predictions usually because if La La Land wasn't but, Best it, Picture, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is. Well, nuts. I, I think they're gonna split. They're gonna split it this year too. I think. I think they're gonna split director and movie. That's how they honor both. Okay. Well, and you can't have ten, you know, up to ten nominated films and only five directors, and then have it be the same anyway. Yeah, it's because tough. Somebody's it, missing. It's become you know? tougher yeah. over the years. Yep. When they used to have five and five, it was much more predictable, and uh, you know, now you can kind of see what the front runners are by just who was directed, who was nominated for director. Right. Um, okay, right, exactly. Well, and now with the Oscars, of course, uh, if people, you know, a tradition, of course, for Oscar night is that people attend Oscar parties. Uh, they do Oscar pools where they, you know, predict the winners and do all these things. And I know that uh, the Maple Theater uh, has a has an event going on uh, for the Oscars. Why don't you Why don't you tell me about uh, what what you guys have going on for the Oscar party? Okay, great. Um, yeah, every year we usually have a viewing party. Um, this year we like every other year we um, but we start out and we started this a few years ago with a four course dinner. So. Uh, this year on the menu is a champagne cocktail, lobster bisque, Yum. salad, um, a choice of half of a chicken roasted in pan gravy or maple ginger glazed salmon um, with roasted potatoes, asparagus, and then creme brulee for dessert. There's also a chocolate offering just in case Yum. somebody wants chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, popcorn and soda is included. And, um, you know, usually people have that during the movie. So the dinner, if you want to come for the dinner portion, it's $40 a person. It starts at 6 o'clock. We also have live music, a a pianist playing beautiful music while you're enjoying the red carpet in the the restaurant area. And then um, we have a photo station where uh, you can get your picture taken on the red carpet and then go in and enjoy the show. Uh, we do giveaways. We have usually posters from every one of the movies. Cool. And um, to get tickets for the event, for the dinner portion, um, you need to call the theater um, and talk to a manager, and they will make your reservation. If you just want to come and watch the movie, uh, watch the show, and you get pop and popcorn, you can get your picture taken, and that's ten dollars. Okay. And you know, just come and enjoy. What time is uh, dinner? What time should they show up if they wanted the dinner? For dinner, it's at 6 o'clock, and we do need reservations. Okay. So um, please call by Saturday. We do have some left. So, you know, we, we only have so much room, but we do have uh, space left at this time. So we're in good shape. Um, and if you want to just come to watch the show, you can just come at 7 o'clock or later um, because the red carpet basically is on at 7 o'clock in, on the big screen. And I think the show starts at eight. I'm not mistaken. And is this? Uh, would you recommend people dress up for this event? Is it like black tie kind of thing, or you know, just kind of come as you are kind of a thing, or how would you suggest they dress? Well, I, 
I call dressy attire, but I tell you to come however you're comfortable. If you want to come in jeans, nobody's going to tell you to go away. Right. It's all how you want to enjoy the Oscars. <laughs> so. And, and for people we, we, who, want, we would love for you to come anyway. Yeah, and for people who you know, first of all, like phone number and information, I'm going to post on my on the main page of the podcast. So anybody listening to this, you know, you can look there for the phone numbers and, and contact information to the Maple. But um. For those that also haven't really done an Oscar party in a theater before, uh, I, I'll say for mm-hmm. myself, w- people that show up to those kind of events are movie people. You know what I mean? You're, it's not like you're going to some you know matinee of a of a kids movie on a Saturday and there's going to be people talking. Like my experience is that when the Oscars are on, like people are into it and they're watching it. And so I, I th- some people like you know well, I like to watch the Oscars at, at, at my house. Um, again, it's the whole movie theater experience like taken to a new level when you watch the Oscars in a theater. Right, like we said before, it's a shared experience instead of. And right. and I just want to tell you, we also do the Tonys this way oh, um, cool. in June. That's awesome. And it's interesting, and it's interesting when we do the Tonys because for people who really like live theater and everything, mm-hmm. um, they, because they do so many performances from the shows, after each performance, everybody claps as if we're really there live. <laughs> it's interesting. Sure. And, you know, so, um, but if you come to this one and you really like it, you'll probably want to come back to the Tony. Well, very cool. And I know that um, I want, you know, I, I know that you guys are doing the Oscars, but I also know that that's not, uh, and you mentioned doing the Tonys. It's not just that you guys do award shows, too. Talk about some of the other uh, events and things that you guys have going on. Really, the Maple Theater is to me like a great place to be if you're just a movie lover and happen to be in this area. Like, uh, I know you guys do things like the Secret Cinema, uh, and you did the thing with the 90s yeah. movies uh, with the Detroit News and Adam Graham. Um, but just talk about some of those other mm-hmm. kind of things that you have that are kind of ongoing that uh, movie lovers might be able to take part in if they if they so choose. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we we tend to call this alternative content. Okay. Um, and you know, basically, we offer other things at times that we think will be interesting to our customers, as well as um, you know, it's it's just a it's it's another way to experience things you might not be able to experience, like the Met. Mm-hmm. Um, we do live shows with the Met through Fathom Events. Um, we had Lava Lem this last Saturday that sold out. Um, and people just love that. And they've been going for years. We just got Fathom in the last six months. Cool. So we, we just started it, and, and it's great. Um, we've been doing Secret Cinema since we took over the theater, which was 2012. It's very popular. This Thursday coming up is Old Hollywood. I'm a host, actually, this week. Um, and the great thing is, is I love introducing movies to people that they haven't seen before. Even when it's a movie that you think everybody's seen, <laughs> they haven't. And you know, and, and it's really, it's, it's an educational experience in some ways. And we have a lot of professors of film. We have local filmmakers. We have people who have actually written, you know, scripts in Hollywood and movies that you've seen. Um, last week um, for New Hollywood, we had Neil Rubin, and he actually had a part in the Ides of March. And Neil, I don't know, you, know, you probably know him. He works mm-hmm. for uh, the Free Press, mm-hmm. and he's a columnist. And, but he, he presented Ides of March. And he was in it, so he told some George Clooney stories. So that was kind of <laughs> cool. So it, there's all different kinds of things. So, you know, you, there's a lot in that. Um, 90s on Maple was kind of a spinoff of that with Adam Graham, where he's hosting every year of the 90s a different film, and he gives clues. And um, so he's doing that. We have concert films. Um, this week we have one um, that's called Concert for George um, that was done after he died by Eric Clapton, put it together. Mm. Um, wow. And it's, a, it's one of the best, they say, concert films that was ever produced and 
I think it's being re-released or, uh, next week, so that's why they offered it to us now. It's and actually it's almost sold out, hmm. and it's on the twenty eighth. Um, the um, let's see what else. Oh, I do ballets, of, of course, too, with uh, Fathom Events from Bolshoi Ballet. Uh, I have a series from Russia with some Russian plays that are on stage. Um, that does quite well. Um, and then I'm doing something some with the National Live Theater with Stratford. Like we have Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet coming up. Um, it's it's um, anime. Oh, that's another one. Can you believe that anime is very popular at the Maple? Mm. And it's, it brings in a whole different crowd. <laughs> a whole different, you know, younger crowd. Mm-hmm. But it does fabulous. And we offer a lot of that as well. And then we try, we work with independent filmmakers as well. And we bring things that you might not be able to see anywhere else and have premieres, red carpet premieres. Um, and um, so we're all over the place. But I, I try to find things that are interesting, that will appeal, you know, mm-hmm. to our audience as well as bring in new people. And, um, and I always listen, you know, people offer us suggestions at times. And many times we can make it happen. Sometimes we can't, but we try. So we're open to all sorts of possibilities. That's awesome. That, I mean, that sounds like a lot of different stuff. And, I, and that's what I love about the, the Maple is that there's all this kind of, it's not just the movies that are out that week. It's all, all this other kind of stuff that you can get in, involved in. Speaking of getting involved, though, what's the best best way if, if somebody out there is listening and like wanted to, you know, kind of find out what's going on at the Maple or whatever? Like, what's the best way for people to kind of get involved in the Maple Theater community? Well, I, I mean, on our coming soon page on the website, you can find out what's coming up. Okay. You know, so if you want to come and attend any of these events, um, you can always write directly to me. Um, and, and, you know, if you have a question, if there's something that you heard about that you want to see, that you think is available, if there's some type of event you want to have personally, um, but I'm, a, I'm here for you. <laughs> Go ahead and contact me. And... Um, like th- those are your best ways. The website's the best place to see what's going on. Got it. Here's what I'm going to do too. I know that you were, you guys were uh, uh, great, gracious enough to, um, uh, for this podcast. People listening to this podcast, they can win uh, two tickets to the Oscar event on on Sunday at the Maple. Uh, you're providing this is a eighty dollar value. It it would be the dinner portion like you described plus the the ticket to the Oscars. So this is eighty dollar value, two tickets. Um, what I was gonna have people, what I was gonna have people look for in this podcast in order to in order to uh, possibly win these tickets is they want they need to tell me what is Ruth Daniels' uh, favorite movie of 2017. So I'm putting you on the spot. Tell me one movie, and that'll be the movie that I will have oh, people. Oh, I don't do this. <laughs> oh no, what 2017? What's my favorite? Gotta put you on the spot. Oh. <laughs> Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess why? Why don't we do the? Let's not do my favorite. Why don't we do the one that I, I said I thought <laughs> okay. originally would win the Oscar that I'm voting for, the Post. So the movie that you were voting for that? for the Oscar, the is is what the Post. The so Post. That's there your you go. that's your answer then, people. For if you want to win the tickets, um, send me that that name uh, to my email. Uh, or FaceTime me, or or not FaceTime, Facebook me, or Twitter. All of that will be in the the write up of this podcast, though, so you can look there uh, for that information. So, 
Ruth, thank you so much. I know I kind of got off on a tangent. I get so interested in the movie industry that, like, when I had you on the phone, I just started wanting to ask you all these questions about how, how things work. <laughs> so thank you very much, though, for being right, gracious. Well, no, no problem. We can always, you know, do a part two. So if you want to go on. <laughs> I would love that. I would totally love that. And uh, thank you so much, then, for your time. And, uh, and we'll see everybody at the Oscar party at the Maple. All right. Great. Thanks. So there you go. There's my uh, my talk with Ruth Daniels. I uh, always like talking to her. I love talking about the movie theater uh, industry uh, and, of course, Oscars. So that sets the stage again. The Oscars are this Sunday. Uh, if you are interested again in uh, winning, uh, we are giving away two tickets to the Oscars, uh, the Oscar party, I should say, <laughs> at the Maple Theater. It's an $80 value. They're $40 tickets apiece. You're going to get two of them. It includes a four-course meal dinner at the Maple Theater that begins at 6 o'clock. And then it goes into the red carpet and the actual Oscar ceremony, which will be uh, shown live on the big screen at the Maple. It also includes your popcorn and soft drinks uh, during the presentation. So you can win all that by uh, you now know what Ruth's pick would be uh, for her favorite movie. Uh, not favorite movie, I guess, yeah, but her pick for best picture at this year's Oscars. Uh, what you're going to do to win or have a chance to win these two tickets is you're going to follow me on Twitter, at Tom Santilli, and then private message me, direct message me, uh, Ruth's best picture pick. Or you can like the Film Survivor Podcast page on Facebook and private message me there with your answer. Uh you have to like or follow in order to be eligible. Please do not post anything publicly on either of those pages because if you do, we're, we will try to delete them uh, so that the answer is not just visible and given away to people who did not listen to the podcast. So there you go. That's your chance of winning. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, again, we will be back this week with a Survivor-centric podcast on Thursday featuring the uh, exit interview with the first person voted out of Survivor Ghost Island. And then uh, by Thursday night, make sure you get that pick in uh, for to, uh, your chance to win the Oscar tickets. And then on Sunday, uh, it's the Oscars. And uh, got some good special stuff coming up next week as well. First of all, Sunday night during the Oscars, I'm going to be live tweeting uh, at Tom Santilli. But I'm also going to be, uh, you know, we have our Access article that you can follow as well. So we'll be kind of updating the winners as we go on the Access page. Access.com, that is. And then next week, we're going to have a double dose of the podcast again. I'm going to be joined earlier in the week. I'm going to be joined by uh, Mara Reinstein of Us Weekly. Uh, she's awesome. She's a Detroit native, but she's a, also a film critic, a uh, member of the Detroit Film Critics Society, and also just a great writer, a great friend. And uh, we're going to talk the Oscars. We're going to kind of go over like what the big things were at the Oscars and kind of recap the Oscars. But we're also going to recap and preview uh survivor ghost island mara is actually a big survivor fan and covers the show uh and was out there she actually was out there as a member of the press for the first few days of filming of survivor ghost island which filmed last summer so she has a lot of insight a lot of intel uh we'll this will be after the first episode is aired so we'll be able to kind of talk about what she saw out there and then kind of preview um the second episode that's all coming next week so look for that podcast and then again we're going to have another podcast later next week with the next exit interview on thursday following survivor so we're back into the swing man we're back in the swing of things 
all kinds of fun stuff going on in the world of movies and Survivor. That's why this podcast is uh, the place to be if you're into those things. So thanks again. My name is Tom Santilli. I appreciate you listening to this podcast, and we will see you on Thursday following Survivor Season 36 premiere. Whoa.